Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. August 17th, 2020. Davy Crockett's Kingdom. Airmail public bathhouses, and smuggling opium. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it, and have an awesome today. Would you? Hi. Good day. How are you? I'm good. Good. You're good? I'm great. I love a Monday. Oh, you're great. Yeah. That's uh, it's a little... I wasn't prepared for great. I'm truly and seriously great. Okay. I'm not. I have on a great lip. You're not great? No. I'm good. Okay. I'm accurate with my words. What level... What, what has to happen for you to be great? You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I'm just wondering... To a degree. Now, this may sound silly, but to a degree... If I have to pick what it is that would make me great, that removes the greatness of the thing. Oh, and so it's so not you an, need it's a spontaneous. Not, yeah, it's not good excitement. Then it's like, of course, this is because we planned on it. Do you think that you operate at a baseline of good? Do you think you operate at a baseline of okay? I think I operate at a baseline of stoic indifference. <laughs> is that unfair? <laughs> That's the truest thing you've ever said. <laughs> It's good to be self-aware. That is the absolute truest thing you've ever said in your whole life history. (laughs) See, and I've I've never thought about this before. I'm just making this up as I go. But the beauty of being in that place is if something bad happens, you can react appropriately because you don't have to ratchet down from elevation. Vice versa, if something good happens, you're there more quickly than had you been like, ooh, it's a Eeyore day. Yeah. See, I think that might explain a lot of my personal problems. You like to climb up on the wobbly tree branch so it can (laughs) just be whacked out from underneath you? Sadly, yes. Well, that's fine. It, you're more often than not, you remain a more positive and bubbly person than me. <laughs> yeah, 
that's true. But what I, but you're right. When something bad happens, it is a crash. Mm -hmm. It is, it's mm -hmm. not, there's no ratcheting down. It's like a plummet. So I, it's odd because some people might consider it pessimistic to live in this place of, well, I'm going to be here and be ready for the bad thing. Right. But I am oddly a very optimistic you're, person. You're wildly optimistic. You really are. But the stoic indifference as your baseline temperament is priceless. Nice. Well, it is August 17th it today. Is. yeah. And it is, of course, the birthday of frontiersman Davy Crockett. Mm. Now, as anyone would know from the song, mm -hmm. he was the king of the wild frontier. Yeah. Though, this seems like an empty title to me. <laughs> the yeah. mere fact that the frontier was wild would seem to indicate a powerless monarchy making him king of not much. That all fits together nicely. Never... Never done a deep dive into I those lyrics either. before. I'd never thought about it. And then as I was typing, I was like, well, who cares? You're king of mayhem and jack squat. You're going to get mauled by a moose. Now, was Davy Crockett at the Alamo? Yes, that's where he died, guarding Pee Wee Herman's bicycle. He died there for real? Yes. Okay. I, okay, that just, I didn't realize that. But one thing that is true about the Alamo that I feel like every American should know, because I was unprepared for this truth. Pee Wee Herman's bicycle. <laughs> now, all all good Americans of a certain age know that, okay. for sure. Um, the Alamo is not, despite what you may believe, and despite what images have formed in your head as a school child reading a history book, the Alamo is not out in the middle of the wild frontier of Texas. You know what it's in the middle of? You know, because you've been there. Mm -hmm. San Antonio City proper. Yes. The first time I went to the Alamo, I, and I have been there more than once, as any good native Texan has been. The first time I went to the Alamo, I was deeply disappointed. I crashed to the ground yes. because I didn't have stoic indifference about it. I was so excited. We were on a school trip. We were performing it. I went with my show choir. We were performing at a thing in San Antonio, but we were going to make the side trip to the Alamo. I thought we were going to be journeying out into the hill country oh, wilderness. Oh, yeah, putting on your, your hiking boots. Yes. Or... And you can imagine my dismay and disappointment. It's one of the first great disappointments of my life. Wow. As we roll up and we're just in town. Now, listen, the Alamo is still a great experience in downtown San Antonio. If you like disappointments. <laughs> well, I'm telling you beforehand, so no one has to go through the bitter. Have right expectations. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, San Antonio is a beautiful city. There's the Riverwalk and all kinds of fun stuff. But I just was like, it, it was the first time I can really remember thinking like there was this huge disparity between what I had imagined in my mind my whole life and then the reality of it. Another great disparity, Niagara Falls yeah. is not out in the middle of the wilderness. It is surrounded by commercial and commerce and retail and all of those types of things. That's true. That's true. I did not know I was going to have that much to say, but that's the kind of mood I'm in today. All so right. here we go. Run, run us ahead. Take the, take the show. Well, 1859 I would like for all of you to know this was the first air mail. Mm -hmm. It was, in fact, air mail delivered via hot air balloon. Yeah. It took a lot of hot air balloon history. A lot of hot air balloon history. Now, some of you who are new to Awesome Today may not know this, but early in our deep dives into history, I think this was when it was still we were creating for the Sword Awesome Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty I'm pretty sure, sure that's right. We had a whole, uh, we wrote in the moment a little fanfic between the two of us where we were 
writing a romance novel yeah. about a hot air balloon. Well, and- be- because of a the, when they gave credit uh, in the historical notes to the first woman to yes. ride in a hot air balloon, yeah. the undertones suggested a very torrid something rather going yes. on. She was selected because she was single. Uh-huh. And who knows? They may have been the first mile hires. We don't know. <laughs> that, that's what the intimation was. Well, something far, far less sexy than that. The first airmail delivered via... Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Via hot air balloon. It took off from Lafayette, Indiana. It had a hundred letters. I mm-hmm. think that was what they were carrying. A hundred letters. It departed for New York City. Unfortunately, it had to land after only 27 miles. Yep. And the entire Pony Express rode circles around them laughing hysterically. <laughs> you big dummies. Yes. We told you this would never work. Okay. Speaking of New York City, in 1891, the first public bathhouse mm-hmm. with showers with showers opens in New York City, and it's called the People's Bath. So, I don't know anything about this era's bathhouse. When someone says bathhouse, mm-hmm. the only images I have to conjure are the old Roman bathhouses. Yes, which is literally giant. It's brilliant engineering for the time. It's giant tubs. Uh, pools, if you will, the underneath they had fires and stuff that kept the water warm, but it was a communal, like yep. everybody scrubbing their nethers in the same pool of water at the same time. You know, I get the impression that outside of the borders of the United States, people are a lot more uh, brave with their communal nudity. It's it's quite probable. This, um, what we would recognize now yeah. is heavily influenced after quite some time of puritanical weirdness and I knew it was going to come back to the Puritans. Yeah, sorry if that offends anybody, but uh, modern practicing Puritans, not, sorry. Not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, the reason I say that too is I know like I don't know this firsthand, but I know from friends who have been to Korean spas, it is a completely naked experience. You walk in, they you know, you go to a changing room and put on a robe, but all of your or maybe you don't even get a robe. I think you don't even get a robe. I think you just walk from room to room and treatment to treatment fully nude. You don't even have to V-sit? No V-sitting required. It's all out for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I also do not know what the people's bath of New York City in 1891 was like. I feel like in that era, it may have been a little bit more modest because it's a little bit closer to it's the hard Puritans. To say. It's hard to say. And it's hard to imagine a time when you would have been desperate enough for a bath that... Yeah. That was like, oh, thank goodness, the people's bath. Let's all go down to the people's bath. Yeah. We get done, we'll take a few shots, maybe get in a fight. Yes. That whatever. was actually the whole, that was the game plan for the day. Yeah. Okay. Should have done it in reverse order. Take the shots, <laughs> get in a fight, go have a bath, go home and go to bed. That's exactly right. All right. So that's what I got for those. 1891, again, mm-hmm. um, unless I mistyped, which has happened before. Oh. Nobody's called me out yet. That's but good. It does happen on occasion. Yeah. The patenting of the electric self-starter for the automobile, the old ignition. Oh. So that you didn't have to stand in front and crank oh, the thing. Oh, that kind. That. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought you meant like keyless, and I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. That was, was patented uh, that long telepathic. <laughs> you could get in a hot air balloon and get up to 50 feet, and it would still read your mind on the ground level, <laughs> so that by the time you floated down to land, your car was warm and ready to go. Yes. So, yeah, electric starters, which we've 
grown up with unless uh, and enjoyed and probably not even realized how convenient they are mm-hmm. until and unless you've had an experience with a vehicle that didn't work right. Mm-hmm. I had a summer job one year um, in high school, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's high school, late high school. And uh, on property of this company, I was working outside doing different stuff, and they had an old pickup truck. So this would have been in the 90s, and the pickup truck, I think, was a 50s model, maybe 60s at the latest, early 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, do you talk about barely held together. You could, if you weren't careful, when you put your feet down on the floorboard, and I'm, I'm doing that visually just yes. in case you can hear that. Yeah. If you weren't careful, you'd put your foot right through mm. the floor, mm-hmm. both because there were holes and it was rusted out and rotten and a myriad of other problems as well. But it, you, the ignition didn't work. Uh, you had to park. It was a standard, which made it even more fun because the clutch was on its last legs. But you had to park on an incline and then block the wheels, which is hard when yep. you're the only person. You know, run out, try to block it without running over yourself. Oh, that damn. That is... Went complicated but you park at the top of the hill and then you reverse order when you're getting back in the next time you pull the blocks dive into the cab as it's rolling down the hill pop the clutch and if it didn't work oh then that was a real pain because then you had to go get on the tractor which was the same kind of starting mechanism try to get it started going down a hill to turn around bring it back tow the truck back up to the top of the hill so that you could get another run at it I one day spent three and a half hours just trying to get the truck to start repeating that process over and over. So electric starters, pretty handy when they work, kind of a problem when they don't. You really did grow up out in the country, didn't you? (laughs) I lived a lot of life. I really, I really have. I've done a lot of things, many of which I'm not proud, some of which I am stoically indifferent towards. No wonder you're stoically indifferent, honestly. Yeah, it does take a little bit to surprise me in either direction at this point. Um, 1907, a few years later, 1907, a customs officer Mm -hmm. discovered that dogs were being utilized to smuggle opium. Oh, dang. The the customs officer noticed a dog fitted with a leather saddle because that's not out of place. that's totally normal, yes. Where's the little jockey? Um... (laughs) They found it, the, the, something on the saddle, I don't know, saddlebags, whatever, were containing three pounds of opium. Mm. They never discovered where the dog came from, where it was going. Apparently, it was not a cooperative witness. <laughs> oh no clue. God. They just found the dog, and that was history-worthy. Here's a dog with opium. I know. that. I was like, this actually made it into the history yep. files. Yep. So it is interesting. It's it odd. Is. I like odd things. Yeah, and can speaking of odd things, can you imagine... Just imagine trying to put a saddle on either oh of our gosh. little bossy our terriers. Our dogs would be the worst opium smugglers ever. They're the worst. When we get out the door for their walk, every morning they act like they've never been outside before. They're immediately off to the races yeah. and completely uncooperative. Yeah. It would be a complete disaster to try to use them as No drugs. telling who'd get your opium. <laughs> so you'd be out of money, but you would have created a new client that you'd never meet. Mm-hmm. All kinds of problems. Hmm. Did I skip? You yep, did. I skipped. You Sorry. did because uh, 1979, Monty Python's Life of Brian premieres. I love Monty Python. I do too. Now, speaking of high school, when I was in high school, I was, uh, you may or may not be surprised by this, 
what modern children would call a theater kid. Ah, a young thespian. Yes, I was a theater kid. We, I was in show choir and did we did musicals every year and drama, did plays. I competed at the state level in plays, wow. drama, those types of things. Okay, anyway. Is it like you both, like two groups, put on a play and then you fight it? It's a monologue. To see who off. wins? At the end, you, like you roll your sleeves up and you sissy slap each other to death? Or how's that work? Yeah, that's how it went. Um, <laughs> you're not even going no. to live there with me. <laughs> I can see it unfolding now. And I know a couple of your high school friends and I can see them fully involved. Yeah, you know that's right. Well, speaking of my high school friends, we got super into Monty Python, mm -hmm. the classic movies. Um, of course, we didn't have access to the internet, which barely exists, and we didn't right. have access to it to watch, uh, you know, like all the classic skits that I'm sure you can find now. But we did. We watched Life of Brian and... Um, Holy Grail. Yeah, the Holy Grail, uh, Monty Python. Is it Monty Python in the Search for the Holy Grail? I think so. I think so. All of the ones, and... We thought we were so freaking edgy oh, and alternative yeah. because yeah. who hears about this, uh, whatever, must-see TV or, you know, TGIF Friday nights on ABC. That's so pedestrian and, mm, yes. and uh, normal. We were watching Monty Python and thought we were very, very smart and brilliant for getting right. British humor that early. I think I was in college before I saw it because... Oh, is it Life of Brian that, that pokes fun at Christianity mm -hmm. quite a bit? Yeah. And I think, yeah. So you were promoted. My, yeah, my mom was like, no. That would never enter your house. Yeah. The TV set in your parents' house would completely explode into flames if you tried to watch it. Right. Yeah. Jumping ahead, 2007. Mm -hmm. So way back in 1939, a study was done on six orphans seeking to determine the effects of psychological pressure in the creation, the forced creation of a stutter in oh. the kids. Um, this so reeks of my experience being kidnapped by ninjas. Uh, yes, yes, yes. It's just it's uncanny. Triggered. Now, ultimately, none of the kids developed a stutter. But then in 2007, they were rewarded a, about a million dollars in compensation. So I Good still hold out hope that this ninja <laughs> clan will be brought to justice. I would like my million dollars. Um, I think you were saying off mic and off camera that you, for a million dollars, you would oh, yeah. have a stutter. I, they could try to give me one. I'd, I'd fight that fight. Come on. Give me your best. Get all psychological on me. Let's go. All right. Get Am your I... checkbook ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Am I doing this next one, I guess? Yes. Well, it is highlighted in your color. It is in my color. Uh, there is apparently, and I don't think either of us know the, the we don't care. nuts and bolts of this. Yeah, don't care. A, kerfu a kerfluffle. That's a great word. It is a great word. Spell check doesn't recognize it. It does not. Unless I spelled it wrong. Um, there is a bit of a kerfluffle between the president and the United States Postal Service. Uh, we're unclear on the details. We don't really care, but uh, there... It is interesting that they have reported over a $69 billion net loss in the decade from 2007 to 2018. Yeah. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting deal to me. It is a government agency. 
The claim, and I don't believe this for even half a second, the claim mm -hmm. is that they are totally funded by what they charge for postage, that they get no tax dollars. Right. I heard the phrase self-funded yeah. being used to describe One, it. no, I don't believe that, period, okay. no. There, okay. are, there are tax dollars somewhere hidden going to that, I promise, because you don't operate at let's just round up and call it $7 billion a year loss. Yeah. You don't do that and stay functional. How would you pay salaries? How would you, yeah. how would you do it? You can't unless there's some government funding involved. Okay. I, I do know part of the issue right now has to do with mail-in voting, which the president doesn't really care to see have happen. His reasons, his reasons, whatever. But then in order for that to be a thing, um, the post office is going to need some money. And he's like, no, you yeah. guys. And, and if, if we've ever had a president that understands business, mm -hmm. um, certainly he's like the only one in decades mm -hmm. uh, because everybody else has been a career politician that didn't do jack squat. <laughs> and, and I'm with him. Why? And uh, this is nothing against people that work for the post office. You're, you're working a job. You're yeah. doing what I'm talking about the, the leadership, the organization of it, the the accounting, the all those horrible, horrible, terrible. That, that's the thing about every government-run thing is it's the most expensively run thing possible. Why this hasn't been forced into privatization yet, I don't know because we've watched we've watched UPS, FedEx, now Prime, uh, DSL, a handful of others who've said, "Well, we can do this and make a lot of money." Yeah, and they are. And you get your stuff on time. And you actually get your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just like, please, someone come in. What if we organized a group of independent Uber drivers to deliver mail as well? Or hot air balloons. Or hot air balloons, for crying out loud. Hot air drones. Why is there not a hot air drone yet? Okay. All right. I can dig it. That seems like that would... Got me all spun up. I get so... my my Literally, my ass gets chapped. When we start talking about governmental waste, because it isn't their money, it's ours. It is. That's Government right. makes no money. Yeah. They take ours and decide that they, they know better where to spend it. it. It makes me angry. It does help you channel your inner Ron Swanson, or maybe Ron Swanson channeled, channeled his inner Kyle Teets to create that character. It's possible. It's possible. Either way. Either way. All right. Uh you got a you got a book you've been reading that you're fired up about. I just keep talking about it. You, you guys. should. I uh, it, it has really profoundly opened my eyes to a lot of concepts that have really been sort of dancing at the edge, the periphery of my understanding for a long time. But it's like it's really all coming together for me as I'm reading this book. So one thing that I wanted to talk about that has actually even if I don't take away anything else applicable from this book, this one concept is helping me in so many ways. And it's the idea of scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset. Have you, are you familiar with this concept? Yes, it's a psychology deal. And yeah. I have done, I'm basically a psychologist now. I've studied a lot of psychology because of my job. Investor, right. psychology Investor psychology and game theory yes. and a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, in this mindset differentiation thing, um, if you have a scarcity mindset, then you obviously, you can imagine from the words, you operate from the idea that there's that the re resources 
available to you are limited Mm -hmm. and that eventually it will run out and that you have to sort of be miserly or uptight or greedy or hang on to whatever resources you have because you don't know if you're ever going to have enough. Abundance mindset, however, says that everything that you need, you have access to anything and everything that you need. And this book even takes it a step further, which this does get into some of the more woo-woo parts of this book, which she's on the like the most mainstream Jen Sincero. Again, for, if you're just now tuning in, I would tell you that the book I've been reading is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Um, she's like the most mainstream of people who talk about this. You can go way deep down the rabbit hole into some very um, interesting spiritual concepts. But Abundance Mindset really says like, not only do you have the capacity to have access to all of the resources you need, but that you actually already have them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so this is where it has been very helpful to me. I have had struggles with anxiety for a number of years now. One of my biggest triggers, I'm just going to use this as one example of how the book is making a big difference for me. One of my biggest triggers is time. I get real wrapped up with time. I've already talked about one of the big eye openers for me in this is the concept that you don't have enough time because you don't respect time. Mm -hmm. And when you don't respect time, you limit your access to how much you can attract the time that you need into your life. So because time is one of my biggest triggers, I have been practicing the mantra of selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I have all the time I need. So that when I start to feel my shoulders, like start to kind of hike up to my ears and I can still feel my heart start to raise and my palms are getting sweaty because I feel like I don't have enough time. I just stop right in that moment and switch from that scarcity mindset, which is I don't have enough time. I'm running out of time. I don't, I'm not going to have enough time to do this. And I'm switching to that mindset of I have all the time I need. All the time that I need is already available to me. And if nothing else that has helped me in my mind to feel like, okay, I can relax my shoulders. I can breathe. And then you know what happens when I switch into that mindset? I I actually do have all the time right. I need. Right. Can I can I draw a picture for yes. you that kind of crosses over to where Please do. I meandered through this. Okay. So wealth is not how much money is 
in my bank account. Mm -hmm. Wealth is this, it is a mindset, it's a psychological place. Yes. And it is this place of I whatever I need, I already have. I have access to, it's here. And so you live a more laid back and peaceful and calm. And I find it fascinating that so often we affiliate uh, people of wealth with either living in or frequently vacationing in uh, tropic or island locations, which just as a general rule, those cultures move at that very slow and very kind of fulfilled attitude about things all the time. Right. Um, and it is enviable and desirable, but you don't have to go to a tropical location to get that. It's it's exactly what you're saying. You can live as though... Mm -hmm. Because you are a wealthy person when you just have to learn to think that way. Exactly, exactly. So this whole idea, and it's helping me to look at other areas where I feel that sort of um, grasping feeling of scarcity. Of It's really, you know, fear-driven. It's mm -hmm. really um, convinced that there's just not enough, that there's just limit after limit after limit. And so I'm kind of looking around in my, the rest of my life and thinking about how this applies. How does it apply to my work? How does it apply oh, yeah. to, you know, things in our home, how, to the purchases that I make? It is so enlightening and it really has been revolutionary just to make that mindset. And, and to me, for me, the key really is to have a mantra like that because I need, when I bump up against that, again, I, I start to feel the physical symptoms and I genuinely do feel my shoulders start to go up. I feel tension. I mm -hmm. feel, I really do get sweaty palms. And so for me to have an, an actual physical response, which is saying or thinking, going over in my mind, this concept that I already have all that I need, it helps me in that moment. And I think that's another big part of this is staying present in the moment. Yeah. Um, or, so, or minimally being able to bring yourself present to a moment. Yes. Because as it, as it applies to tasks and trying to get things done, we've, we've talked about this before. Um, like say that you're in the middle of lunch prep mm -hmm. and absolute and utter mayhem is going on one room over. Yeah. And you're just trying to stay on task because it is a battle of, right. well, do I stay on task? Do I... You know, what do I do? But then the agitation rises and you do, you are absolutely living in scarcity in those moments. Right. If you can make yourself stop what you're doing, not for a half hour to have a conversation about it, mm -hmm. but for 15 seconds to step in the other room, lay down the law mm -hmm. with them, then return to task everybody's living in abundance then it's different the kids right. are pleased to finally know where their boundaries are and mm -hmm. for one to stop killing the other and all that <laughs> stuff and you're able to shift fully back into the thing you were doing but you do have to force yourself to be present in the necessary moment yeah to get that to occur that's right and that reminds me of something that laura and i were talking about and again this is going to be on an episode of 10 things to tell you which comes out tomorrow but we were talking about this idea of intuition and being able to connect with your intuition and listen to and trust your intuition. And Laura made a great point that a lot of times when we talk about like, I need to trust my intuition on this decision, many of us go in our mind to thinking about like a huge decision, like, should I quit my job? Should I marry this person? Should we move? Those types of things. 
But Laura said, you know, learning to trust your intuition if you don't have a good connection to your intuition starts in the smallest decisions. Mm -hmm. So it is like if you're standing at the stove trying to uh, get lunch cooked or whatever and asking yourself just in that moment, do I need to stop right now and go in there and just kind of like listen to your intuition in the smallest of situations so that when the big questions do come along, you're much more practiced in stopping and checking in with yourself and kind of feeling your way or intuiting your way into what to do next. Mm -hmm. Now, from an investment perspective as well, you could tie in and say there's there's a great value in accepting a small loss, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is, okay, well, I'm, I'm listening in. If I'll accept the small loss of stopping what I'm doing for 15 seconds, then I'll avoid the big loss later, which yes. is a you know, three-hour trip to the emergency room and and or you know human services coming to take your kid and having to go through mandatory counseling and all kinds of other things, right? It's funny that you mentioned that because the twins were wrestling so much yesterday. I literally said, I'm not taking either of you to the hospital if you hurt right? each other. You can bleed out right there next to the old blood spot from your brother you don't have anymore. <laughs> That's not true. That part didn't happen. So anyway, thank you for letting me share that because genuinely that has been such a game changer for me. And again, this is not a new concept. I've heard people talk about this. I've read things that people have written about this for years. It's not new, but it is coming into my life in a moment where I am fully open and ready to receive it and not only receive it, but to actually internalize it, incorporate it, and allow it to change me from the inside out, from mindset outward. Yeah. And obviously she she presents it well in a digestible manner. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good. It's very, cool. very approachable stuff. So, yeah. All right. The non-segment part of the show. Here we are. Watch, read, listen, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You could watch... Well, you could watch a Monty Python movie. Oh, you should. Those are good. If you can Those find good. them, yeah. Yeah, surely you can. Um, Netflix movie with uh, Jamie Foxx, Project Power. I watched it last night. It's fine. That's, that's I think, the fairest endorsement I can give. It's fine. If you have something else that you'd kind of like to watch, watch that. If you have nothing to watch, this is fine. And if you fall asleep while you're watching it, you're not going to feel guilty. It's, it's fine. What's the general genre of Project Power? There's uh, illegal drug trade set in Louisiana. Okay. Um, there, there's a drug trade going on from this pill that if you take it, it you have crazy powers for like a hot minute or something. Um, there's some weirdities about it. Like it reveals it, it's, its effect on you is somewhat related to the kind of person that you are. Okay. So it can be terrible if you're a terrible person. Okay. So is it a sort of hybrid of sci-fi and action-adventure situation? Yeah, yeah. Okay. and then there's a there's an underarching story about whoever it is that's the originator, originator of this drug who has kidnapped his daughter and blah, blah. I don't want to spoil it all, but sure. there, there's a mild story to it. And like I said, it's, it's fine. Well, I'll tell you what. I have another Netflix recommendation that's also totally fine. I uh, watched it because it was Friday night when I turned on the Netflix to see what I might watch. Um, it was number one, trending number one. It's, I saw that. It's called The Lost Husband. and It, it is, stars me. <laughs> I don't know where in the hell I am. I just wander around for an hour and a half. I accidentally go into a women's changing room. Meg was not in there. It almost got arrested. You found yourself at a bathhouse. I was at a bathhouse. Yep. I, I took all the baths. 
and the showers. They and the showers. showers and too, the showers. You know? I tried both at the same time, but it was hard to dangle my feet in the tub and lean back into the shower head. Yeah. It didn't go well. I'm sorry, I just ruined the whole movie. Uh, that's show, it. whatever it is. Spoilers. Is it a show or a movie? It's a movie. Okay. It's a movie. So I will say I thought it was perfectly fine, like you were just saying, perfectly fine entertainment if you don't have anything else to watch. I do want to give the caveat. I am not the ideal viewer for this. The Lost Husband is Netflix's foray into the Hallmark Channel style. Okay. Happily Ever After. This makes a lot of sense. Soft romance, yes. This makes a lot of sense. When I came in to go to bed last night, um, you were already, you'd been watching this, you were already asleep and it was on. And when I laid down, I actually whispered, because I didn't want to wake up Meg or the baby, I actually whispered out loud, what is this, the damn Hallmark Channel? You were so close to being right. Yeah. It's the Hallmark Channel on Netflix. Here's here's my weirdity. I love, capital L-O-V-E. Did I say L-O-V-E-E? <laughs> Whatever. Um, either way. How do you spell love? I love E. Fill, <laughs> fill in the flakes, please. I love a romance novel. To read it. I love okay. them. Okay. I find them highly entertaining. I especially love the really witty ones with good dialogue and great character development and good story arcs. You like Some Fabio? raisiness. Not that style. Okay. The modern romance novel is a lot more intellectually satisfying than the Fabio-covered uh, paperback Well, he would be novels of the, the disappointed party. to hear that. Not quite as surprised as he was when he found out it wasn't butter. But he'd be surprised. <laughs> Only people in our age bracket even know what you're saying right now. That's true. Um, no, romance novels have really evolved through the years. And there are some very highly entertaining um, romance novels to be read. So I love that. However, I cannot get into the Hallmark style happily ever after movie. I don't know what it is. I think it's partly because the dialogue is, and just like the writing in general, is just not that entertaining to me. They're very comforting. The Lost Husband is, you know what's, I mean, you know what's going to happen. It's highly predictable. But if you just want a little comfort food, a little a happy escapism, I would say it's perfectly fine on okay. Netflix viewing. I'll throw one more in there because all of this made me think of it. I recall sometime in the distant past watching, uh, it was on probably YouTube, mm -hmm. um, but I, I watched Fabio on Conan O'Brien and it was pretty pretty comical. Okay. He's a, he's a strange cat. Uh -huh. And Conan does a good job of really... Leaning into the yeah, strangeness. Yeah. Tell me more about that thing. Conan yeah. is good at dealing with strange people. So I'm sure. sure you can find that on the interwebs. Yeah. Okay. Read. I would say, again... If you're if you're uh, at all interested in what I've been sharing about Jen Sincero's book, pick up "You Are a Badass." She also has a book called "You Are a Badass at Making Money," and I feel like there's even a third one. Like she's really like, you know, churned yeah. out what she can under this "You Are a Badass" thing. So anyway, you could also find some of Jen Sincero's talks on YouTube. I almost said Netflix <laughs> on YouTube. So again, another watching recommendation if you just want to sort of get the highlights of what her deal is. Right. I came up with a listen while we oh, were talking. Okay. Since you're going to be on Laura's show dropping tomorrow, tomorrow on Tuesday, um, you could go. You don't have to listen necessarily. Maybe this is both a listen slash lifestyle. Okay. You could go review, leave a review on Laura's show that says, this was pretty good. Almost as good as awesome today. <laughs> oh, 
my goodness. If someone will do that and we can validate who it is, they will get free merch. Oh, my word. Okay. Speaking of, how many reviews are oh, we we're at? we're still sitting at 89. We 89? totally stalled out. It's been a, a, over a week since we had a new one come in. We're at 89. I even so. left one on there. So you it's did. technically 88. But <laughs> if we can, I'd love to I'd love to start giving away gear. If we can get, yes. gosh, just 11 more, 11 we more. can get this kicked off. You know what you can do and what Kyle inadvertently did is sign in or grab someone else's device. That has access it, to Apple Podcasts. This, I left the review. <laughs> no, listen. I left the review from my desktop. And somehow, because we, when we're done with a phone, we pass it down to the kids. Yeah. Somehow it registered under our daughter's name. So Her Apple perfect. ID. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, lifestyle. All right. You want this or you want me to do it? You go, you go ahead. Okay. Well, six weeks Six weeks ago, um, for various and sundry reasons, we started an elimination diet. Yeah. And just, you know, clean things up a little bit, kind of reset the old system. Yeah. Today, we had the first dessert that we've had, right? In six weeks. In six weeks. Yeah. And we had a little square of... 90% dark chocolate. Yep. With a mint flavoring, which I hate. We did that for Meg. Uh, you're and you're probably thinking, oh, that must have been like bitter chalk. Like eating Hershey's cocoa right out of the box. Right. But when you have when you have cleansed your palate for six weeks and you've reset so that you're not accustomed to the high fructose corn syrup and all of the weirdities mm -hmm. that are in our store-bought foods. That was so sweet. I ate like literally one quarter of a serving, just a little, and it was plenty. It was plenty. I couldn't handle anymore. I could not believe, because when I was pregnant with Nico and I had gestational diabetes, you were kind enough. We had, you know, we... We had no eliminations on our diet, but I had to watch my sugar all the time. And so you were kind enough to get the really high percentage cocoa, mm -hmm. cacao, mm -hmm. uh, for little sweet treats and stuff. And so I wasn't totally unfamiliar with eating that high of a level of cacao, but it always, it went back then, because I was eating different kinds of sugars and it's packed into your food so much and you don't even realize it. Um, it always, it did taste a little bitter to me. Mm -hmm. back then but now having not had any kind of sugar or sweetener or anything for six weeks i could not believe it was 90 percent right. i couldn't right. believe it it tasted so sweet and also might i add delicious delicious the the it's like your taste buds all of a sudden remember how to taste things yes and as you as you let that chocolate melt and, and cover your entire tongue there was there was sweet there was bitter there was yeah. salt it was all the things right. and then we uh between bites cleansed the palate with a delightful coffee from oh, yeah. onyx 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 roasters out of arkansas our yeah. very favorite and it was so good it, it had good. notes of caramel and black tea and floral honey mm -hmm. was so orange was oh yeah blood, blood orange yes yeah. That's yeah, very good. I might go fix myself another couple. Of I would have a little more. So good. We'll we are planning to delve into this further. Um, we'd like to we'd like to get a little further into the diet as we 
formulate evaluations and then we'll we'll share some information there. Yeah. Um, I mean, truly it was something where we, both of us were having some major health concerns that were ongoing that we could not get to the bottom of. Mm-hmm. We noticed some things happening in our kids. So we figured it's got to be, and it's stuff that has plagued our parents. Mm-hmm. So we were figuring this has got to be packed into our DNA somehow. And so, yeah, it's been pretty revolutionary. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the episode when we start to unpack that. But again, to do that responsibly, we want to we want to spend a little more time and actually do some pre-show prep and yeah, and pres- heck, it may even be something worthy of the main show. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Overstepped your bounds, sir. Shut it down. <laughs> Go back to stoic indifference. That's please. right. Okay. That's right. All right. All right. Well, hey, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Everyone knows that nine is afraid of seven. Because 789. 6 is also afraid of 7, but for different reasons. 7 is a registered 6 offender. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.